Okay, I'll go ahead and do the intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tom, and with me today is Will and Bruce. Hey, everybody. Ahoy, sailors. <laughs> All right. So we're getting back into our 1994 series. We've done quite a few of these films. You know, last time you listened, we did The Shadow, which... Uh, I had to apologize to Will for making him watch. <laughs> oh my God, Bruce, you're lucky you missed out on that one. Uh, I was sick with air quotes there. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was. So uh, we decided. So as part of the series, we're going to review all the films that are nominated for Best Picture that year. And yeah, you know, we've already done the winner, Forrest Gump. We've already done Four Ways and Funeral. We've already done Quiz Show. Now we're getting into the one that you know. Instantly was a big flop when it came out, but over the course of video life, we uh, got such praise that it was the number one film on IMDb's ranking list for several years. That would be the Shawshank Redemption. But but anyone can vote for that. Anyone. They'll let anyone do it. <laughs> they let anyone do it. Yeah. Uh, remember, this is the uh, late 90s, so not everyone had access to the internet. So the people who did were very like, it's... Yeah, it's basically film nerds and you know college students. Yeah, yeah. This was like when IMDb wasn't an institution. This was when it was a brand new, spanking way of establishing your movie creds and figuring out stuff. People forget that there was a time period when you couldn't look up every single aspect of a movie on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't have a smartphone. You had to uh, plug into something that had some kind of connection be dial up or maybe you got lucky some kind of a uh, some kind of a fiber optic option but yeah 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 and i had to walk uphill both ways in the snow to school come on old man let's move forward all right well okay so this is an interesting one where okay so this is based on a stephen king's uh novella which if you're if you're a stephen king fan you know Sometimes he writes better when he has a shorter stream because if he has a big novel he usually bombs the ending this was part of a four uh, book series called The Different Seasons. So there's th- and three of these stories have been made into movies. So The Body was made into Stand by Me, At Pupil was made after this. So this was the one called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. They shortened it down because they want to pay Rita Hayworth uh, a royalty. So I totally like it better with the real title though. I, I it is a, it is a nice you know I will admit it's a good title from Stephen King of all things. Um, so this film was a huge flop when it came out. Like it bombed badly. Now it wasn't that the reviews were bad. The reviews were really good, but nobody wanted to see a prison movie with Tim Robbins. Which is a shame, actually, because I think Tim Robbins is was actually uh, pretty good in this. I mean, from a performance standpoint. Yeah. Um, I mean, the character is supposed to be a wooden board, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of the character, right? Yeah, and the uh, it, that's the thing, Andy's doesn't really i mean it's the whole thing he doesn't belong there it's it's a whole case where he's not you know right, a right. hardened I mean, criminal but they basically just took him and gave him like a handful of quaaludes and filmed him essentially i mean he shows emotion in like two scenes yeah i mean that- <laughs> i i really believed it when he dropped that bottle of bourbon so i i actually like tim robbins in this role because he's supposed to be a little standoffish and a little wooden um, which is, and I also liked his performance in Jacob's Ladder, which was four years prior to this. Um, which I really, I just really like that movie. I think it's underrated. Yes, I um, 
that in college and that messed us all up. That's because it was a it's a freaky ass movie and it's really well done. Um, but it's it's definitely what I refer to as a niche picture. Um, so as always, my history with this film is as such. This came out in '94. I didn't see it then. It started getting buzz on the internet. I didn't see it then. Many years pass, and this thing is referenced in pop culture all the time. I basically know the plot of the film. Uh, I know the quote-unquote twist ending, uh, all because just from pop culture absorption. But I still hadn't actually seen the movie until yesterday. So that should tell you. And you know why I never saw this movie, honestly? It's because everyone kept saying how good it was. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I know I said that a few times. Uh, you might have gone on for a while, um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I will do, and sometimes to my detriment, that are perverse because someone every when everyone around me is saying, "Oh my goodness, this is so great," sometimes I will just go, "Yeah, I'm sure it's fine," and uh, I will say that I feel 100% vindicated in doing that. <laughs> Well, Lil, you have to look at it the other way. It's not that you didn't see it until yesterday. It's that you spent 30 years watching it. That's that's fair. Um, <laughs> now, what I can say is I did not hate this film. I don't hate it. I thought it was an, a, a relatively entertaining – it's easy watch. I mean, it's an easy watch. It mm -hmm. hits all the beats. This could have been a – you could have broken this up into like a miniseries, and it would have been fine because it's got that kind of periodic – so this is <laughs> – yeah, it's very episodic. It's very it's episodic. It's a series of vignettes. It's a, it's series, a series of vignettes, vignettes, and I like vignettes. I'm a vignette kind of person. I put vignette on my salads. It's good. Um, <laughs> but this movie was 8 million years long, and I don't think it had to be that long. Uh, for those of you who don't know the basic plot, let me sum it up real quick. Man goes to prison unjustly, is in prison for 19 years, leaves prison his buddy shows up later. That's the plot of the film. You you missed you missed some bits. Man <laughs> goes to prison because he uh, somehow in the course of a year long trial is like still traumatized or is just too stupid to understand anything a lawyer would tell him about communicating or is just a fucking robot. I mean, is that a reading of the film that he was just a fucking robot the whole time? Uh, lawyer, fuck me, man. Just saying. I mean, that's lawyer everyone's fucked innocent. Him. There and, you go. Lawyer fucked him. There's <laughs> only one guilty man in Shawshank. That's right. There's only one guilty man in Shawshank. Um, I, this this movie is – so I, I do like that the main character is not Tim Robbins. The no, main character right. of this film is not Tim Robbins. The main character of this film is Morgan Freeman who plays Red. And honestly, I liked that. I liked – I like Morgan Freeman in general. I liked him in this role. I thought he did a fine job. I thought there's a lot of papering over shit in this movie. <laughs> like, ah, I don't, see what you did there. Don't don't think about it too much, or you'll yeah. You'll, yeah. There's a lot of papering over shit in this film. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of putting up uh, putting up posters over holes is what I'm saying in this movie. Um, and this is. Definitely in the same vein as Forrest Gump, but not – it is not propaganda in the same Absol way. 
Yeah, I will agree. There's no, there's not a boomer propaganda. This is I mean, not boomer propaganda. Like there's nostalgia, but only in like for passive time references. Oh yeah, there's nostalgia from the beginning. <laughs> there is literally a nostalgia at the end of this film for the beginning of this film. That's how nostalgic this, this movie is. This is a Hallmark movie with prison rape. That's like the thing they. Oh, and a here. fat guy gets beaten to death. There's also yeah. that. Don't forget. So, um, but this like. Guy- it's a Hallmark movie. Like it's still all the cuddly emotional beats of an of a Hallmark film. Well, this is certainly just, one yeah. of those films that makes me. I mean, this is the kind of thing we would parody: is like the triumph of the man's spirit over adversity and pain and bank fraud. Apparently, <laughs> so so much shit happens in this movie. Like so many things happen in this movie, but almost none of them are relevant. Yeah. You know, like like they're they're fun stories that kind of give you a glimpse into some character moments, but a lot of the character stuff is what I refer to as inferred by the characters themselves. Right? Yeah, well, it's all from Red's okay. perspective. Entirely from Red's perspective. Sure, but ninety percent of the time characters are on screen are just looking on with great big freaking alfalfa eyes and oh my god what's the magical white man gonna do i mean yeah andy dufresne is in fact a a almost a parody of the magical negro trope not a good trope by the way um because he's a he's a he's a magical banker white dude i mean yes it's it's weird but also to to put a point on it we we i know we joke about there's only one guilty man in shawshank but like 98% 98% of these prisoners with a, with the exception of the clearly bad bad people who who are not subtle there is no subtlety in this film no no uh well okay there is some subtlety uh the makeup the aging makeup is actually pretty subtle to some degree um at least for Tim Robbins i mean you got to it's hard to paint a robot right yeah um, i mean that's i mean it's I, I thought Tim Robbins yeah. age makeup was pretty good i thought um I mean, these are all fun characters, but the, some of these could be right out of "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou," and they would not be out of place at all. Right? No, like, that's a, that's a very fair comparison. Uh, so I, you know, one thing I want to bring up. So, did any of you guys see? I know Will, you didn't. Uh, Bruce, did you see in the theater? <laughs> what? No, God, no. I actually did see it in the theaters. So after the Oscars, they re-released it, kind of as a sort of like, "Hey, you heard how great this movie is? The Oscars, come see it." So. I actually did go see it uh, in the theaters because they brought it back for like a couple weeks. I, I, you know, I went and saw it. You know, it's, uh, you know, I was like sixteen, so you know, not exactly something you really want to see. But it's funny; it's the second movie I saw with, with rape. <laughs> dare dare <laughs> I ask what the first movie was? Oh, Deliverance. Couple episodes. Okay, <laughs> hooray! I can't wait. Oh, you know which one I'm talking about. No, I don't actually. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, honestly, dude. It'll dead, be a surprise. Dead, oh, oh, Pulp Fiction, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I always, I keep forgetting that movie exists, even though I saw it in the theater. No, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw Foxy Brown in the theater, or Jackie I, Brown. Jackie Brown. Yeah. I saw Jackie. Pulp Fiction in the theater and enjoyed that experience. Although uh, that's a film that hasn't aged. Well. I saw. Well, I did see uh, Pulp Fiction in a theater, but I saw it at the University Theater. Yes. Mm. So, yeah, I, yeah, okay, but um, anyway, but yeah, so. the, I did see the theater, so I was quite. I mean, I loved the uh, big reveal because I hadn't read the story yet. You know, I'm I'm a pretty big Stephen King fan. I just hadn't picked up different seasons, so 
Uh, I, you know, I knew it wasn't like a, your traditional Stephen King, you know, story. So uh, it was, I, I really liked it, but I will admit it's, it was unique for what it was. Just, you know, prison movies, they don't always have the big escape or they have the, you know, this, you know, mysteries like, is he innocent or is he guilty? This one I thought was, you know, I like the fact that there's, everyone believes he killed her up until the one guy says, Oh, I was in prison with this other guy who made it to kill. That I think is interesting. Now, uh, there are some character moments I really love, and some character moments I think are, they just kind of drag out. So, okay. you know, I think we could, since we already brought up the rape stuff, you know, we have the essentially the three gay rapists that, you know, menace him for, him for like a good Yeah, half this, movie. the sisters gang, right? Yeah, the sisters Ugh. gang, which, you know, he makes a comment, you know, I'm not a homosexual. And Red says, well, you know, it, that wouldn't work because they're not human, which, you know, it's you get. Is it like a gay bashing comment or is it simply those three are rapists? Stay away were, from them. No, no. They were thinking that that was a nice way of putting it. They That's were thinking of, of that. But yeah, that, it still wasn't. But I get it. It was very 90s trying to make it not be about the gayness. It's it's not that they're gay. It's that they're bad people that yeah, just happen to be there's there's truth to that. It was just a little ham fisted. I mean, I'll give them that. It was a lot ham fisted. It's sort of like the, it, it, you know what? It's weird. Cause I lived through it in the nineties as a progressive person. And like at the time, yeah, I probably was more receptive to this. Like, Oh look, they're trying. And now it just comes across as so freaking half hearted given like the vast numbers of gay humans in the nineties already out, like, you know, basically the lag here and it just doesn't serve year after year, but, but that's okay. Yeah. I, I can, in the time they are no worse. In fact, they're better than most of the films. So yeah. this is not like a Porky's film with a gay bashing humor or anything. Or, or revenge of the nerds with yeah. this horrible rape culture stuff. Yeah. yeah. None yeah. of this is trying to be bad or not even caring. It was no, trying to be enough. subtly good for the period. It did not age well. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, I mean, but, I, but I give that to them. But 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 two things I want to say. The first thing is, Tom, Tom, Tom. I don't know what you <laughs> did in the past for which you are seeking to atone, but don't keep hurting yourself this way. You do not have to read any more Stephen King. I forgive you of whatever sin that brought you to this point of self-flagellation. Be healed, Tom. Be healed. Um, kind of too late. I'm actually rereading Dark Tower. This Tom, stop. You're not a bad person. <laughs> I'm actually You're holding Dark Tower bad... uh, Wolves of Kala right now in my hand. Well, don't, just don't see that movie. I love Idris Elba, but Oh, no. I refuse to watch it. <laughs> don't, don't see the movie. movie I mean, but... I don't even like the Dark Tower as a series, but that movie is, dark, is, is bad. And it's not just bad because it's a bad adaptation. It's just bad. Yeah, but, I mean, but, it's but... like... That's a whole nother mess. I mean, that's but like putting all make... that aside. I have a technical question for you. What is it called when this film literally drags any suspense or any like uncertainty out behind the woodshed and beats it to death with a lead pipe? Like, what is that called in technical movie parlance? Is it lead I mean, pipe? In, I mean, in technical, movie? I would say uh, <sighs> Gorsazian. Yeah, there's literally nothing in this film. Like everything is telegraphed like a bazillion miles away. It's the least like like you can literally like I I will you know and and but I'll say it's like it sort of drones into you. Like I will leave this on while I'm cooking something. 
and you know i will quip the little lines and like it, it just sort of makes good it's like white noise as a film see what i did there white noise. yes <laughs> but, um it's it's like and it's artfully done like how you can make us a, a movie with you know, a murder and beatings and rape and, and, you know, a, a, and make how can you this make boring. a great escape this, <laughs> this boring telegraph placid? It's like, the, but I mean, it's an amazing trick because they basically said we want everything to oh. be as Dufresne as possible. You, we want it to be as low key as humanly possible. You forgot like, the suicide. Even, you Even forgot the, the suicide beating, yeah, and the suicide. All of the things are just low freaking key. It is just the most music of of prison movies. Well, that's because this is a prison movie on a sine wave. Yeah, everything in this movie is a very predictable up and down and up and down. And are you feeling good about? Are you feeling good about the characters? All right, in about ten minutes, you're going to feel real bad for them. And then in, a, in another 10 or 15 minutes, you're going to feel happy again. And then wash, rinse, repeat for the entirety of the two hours and two hours, two hours and 30 There's minutes. There's no ambiguity in any character. There is no ambiguity in any situation. Like they could have maybe not cleared Dufresne and left it like, I wonder if he did kill his wife and was full of shit. But no, 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 no. They simply couldn't leave any stone unturned. And honestly, well, that's how it is explain in the story, where he got though. rid of the gravel. Dad. Oh my yeah, god! Sure, but a mystery. It, it might have been in the book, but sometimes you cut stuff out of the book because it doesn't work. Oh, here's like, the thing: they added a lot. So here's the thing: in the book, Andy never gets attacked by rapists because he somehow smuggled over five hundred dollars in cash into um, into prison and kept bribing people to protect him. So he never. That was never. So that is so much better. But it wouldn't make the angelic white person thing exactly. I, uh, um, uh, also, uh, the you know the, the you know Clancy Brown's you know, Hadley, the guy who beats everybody to death. He's only in like one part of the book, and because they wrote because most prisons rotate guards out all the time, so he's barely referenced in the book. Well, he's and captain. people between have, like, cells one... all the time. Yeah, cells rotate. Like you don't several times in the book. Now, some of that I could chalk up to this movie was originally set in 1947, and. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they, they didn't doing. do. They didn't have a lot of these same modern ideas about prisons, you know. <laughs> so, and this was also a corrupt prison, so maybe they just didn't give yeah. two shits. Well, I mean, there's uh, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot in there. They are trying to show a duality here. They fail, but they are trying to show a duality of context, right? That. Everybody in these, you know, all these prisoners are here because they're, you know, they broke the law, they're guilty or whatever. But oh no, wait, maybe sometimes the system doesn't work. And look, an innocent man went to went to prison because of a coincidence. And then that that's a duality they're trying to show, but it really falls flat. And it fell flat in the '90s, and it falls real flat today. Um, after thirty something yeah. years of, you know, almost thirty years of thought and analysis of the situ the prison situations um and you can excuse it as oh it's a period piece it's like well even a period piece like there's a lot that gets glossed over i don't think the race relations would have been quite as cozy as they are i mean i don't get me wrong this was the 90s but they didn't even like acknowledge that there was any kind of divide except among the not 
bad prisoners yeah, and the bad prisoners there but and, and the guards right there was no there was never any you never had a night you know they didn't have a nice guard they just had guards that were nice because you did something for them there was never they they kept trying to show this duality but they never quite pulled it off because everything was telegraphed and everything was so starkly black and white pardon the pun um like there's no race relations in this movie yeah <laughs> there's none there's none there's no race relations um morgan freeman does a good performance but they don't even acknowledge like that a black man in prison in 1947 who'd been there for 10 years let's let's face it he was put in prison in the 30s no, would I not think, be actually, well put, treated put in prison in the 20s he already been there for he already was on his his uh 20 year uh, no he was parole. on uh, was he on his 20 year parole when, yeah, in 47 yeah, because yeah yeah, 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 yeah i guess you're in, right yeah so, right, yeah, so that's... 19 yeah <laughs> 1927 well, see, the book red is just flat out white irish uh it's uh they originally wanted harrison ford or uh, paul newman Her- to play the part harrison ford would have been terrible in that role but that's just, just that's what absolutely god awful oh anyway no i think yeah, so, i go ahead. freeman is good I mean, okay yeah, but but like we as a society would have been better had this film not been attempted. If the book had not been written, we would be better people. This sort of thing is just it's like what kills me is the old timey like peasant worship of the upper classes in this thing. Like like they should have just shanked him. Kill Dufresne because he's a fucking banker in jail and just kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, hang him for a pole. There were communists running around in that prison and they should have fucking murdered him. Well, no, there were no communists in 1947, Bruce. Everyone knows that. Well, I mean, not in Maine. <laughs> not in Maine. Oh, not God. Maine. Um, oh, so... there are bankers in Maine? Like, Maine is full oh, of freaking corn. There are and... plenty of bankers in Maine. Yeah, Inbreeding. There's the nothing in Maine. Wouldn't be in Maine. They were all in, you know. Uh, so, anyway, one of the things that, like I said, there's a lot. When I say things get glossed over, this is the kind. Stop it. Uh, sorry, my cat just scratched the shit out of me. Um, like, <laughs> I thought you were just agreeing with me. That they this is stop. this is true. No, this is bad movie. <laughs> bad no. movie. This is this is truly bad. This is truly fine podcasting when you get to hear all about the trial, the trials and tribulations of Will's pet. Uh, there we go. Okay. Uh, back to my point. Stop it, movie. Stop it. Stop glossing over shit just no. to make us all feel no. better. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of, like I said, there's just a ton of things that just go kind of ignored because they would be uncomfortable. And we're already in a movie that <laughs> has prison rape. So yeah. think about and what I just prison said. Prison beatings. Like, you know, prison. Beatings. I mean, there's, oh man, so many people get beaten the shit out of in this movie. Um, except Morgan Freeman, which I appreciated. Um, yeah. Probably for never... the best, honestly. Uh, but again, yeah. There's so much glossed over in this movie. And so they also do this weird thing where they tell you something and then they show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, Red, I hear you're a man who gets stuff. Yeah, of course I can get stuff. I get stuff all the time. And then later on, they show him doing it. Like they show it happening. But we already know that he can get stuff through his network in the prison. So why did you show it now and not earlier when you could have established it then 
You know? Because, I, okay, so here's this film. And this thing that boggles me about this film is the acting is very good. High, high caliber. Even absolutely. The stupid, schlocky, old-timey, oh, brother, where art thou acting? The, 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 the step and fetch it acting is good. Okay, it's good. All right. It, they, they do. Every actor worked hard. Uh, the stupid greaser guy was good at, at like being a stupid greaser guy. It, it, but but like and the cinematography is great. The film looks great. I mean, it still beautiful. looks good. Still looks good. The set design looks great. Yeah. Uh, the shots are good. The, the, the whole editing. The, 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 the editing. Editing's good. There's nothing like so there's no it is problem. a very, very, very good movie, except it is so badly written. It is so bad. I, I will so I will argue that written. it is not as bad as other movies we've watched in this series. Uh, okay, I, but it's the most disparity between, you know, like nines and tens on everything else and then a one on the writing. I don't know if it's a one because I think the writing in this is better than Forrest Gump. Yeah. And, okay. All right. Fair. Watch uh, the fair. Shadows, uh, and you didn't watch the shadows, so shut your damn hole. Um, okay. But, I, but it's just uh, – it's inconceivable to me how they didn't know that this was terrible that way. Well, because like, it's the not whole, designed to be say terrible. Say it, don't show it. Like say it, don't, sh- don't show it is their motto. Like they inverted the thing you're supposed to do and just – beat you to death with it. It's like, did you miss this point? Because here it comes again. Well, that's the thing. I think that some of it, some of this is what I refer to as anvilicious because they dropped an anvil on you. <laughs> they made the point so hard it was like dropping an anvil. But it's um, like they establish a person as bad and like, look how bad they are again. And again. Look, they continue to be terrible. Like, okay, we get the point. I mean... <sighs> And you could also cut about 45 minutes of this movie and not lose anything. And I think it would have made for a better story if you had. Because this movie go like this movie ends for this is Lord this is fucking Return of the King in 1994. It has seven <laughs> endings. <sighs> I mean, yeah, tell me I mean, I'm wrong. There's seven what? endings. He escapes from prison, then Red gets out. Then Red has a job and is is, is is sad about it. And then he finds a stone with his magic box. And then he goes on a, tr- on a bus trip. And then he meets Dufresne again. That's that's six. That's seven endings right there. Right you there. Forgot you forgot the part endings. where the warden, they go to arrest the warden. He kills oh, him. yeah. They arrest the warden. That's, I forgot about that. And the warden gets arrested for being a shithead. But because... they totally missed the opportunity to have it just be the briefcase with the glowing thing that Jules had. Anyway. They did. They did. But that's fine. They didn't know. That's coming up. <laughs> they, they didn't want to rip off that film yet. Cause, so I, I want to I posit another theory about this movie. This movie is the prototypical triumph of the human spirit over adversity film from the 90s. Oh, great. So I mean, I you, you can see parts of that in Mrs. Doubtfire, which came out the year before. But that was trying to be a comedy. This is more the drama. But you've got like other films, like its successor films. So you've got Jerry Maguire. You've got Patch Adams. <laughs> you've got other <laughs> schmaltzy movies like that. That What Dreams that, May Come. What Dreams May Come. That follow this formula. Yeah. This prototypical 90s triumph of the human spirit over adversity film and this film yeah it this, is to schmaltz what ford whittings in a funeral is to the rom-com yeah this is this is yeah. well this is this is this is much better if i have to watch schmaltz i would rather watch this movie than forrest gump yes i mean i that's I, the mystery here it's still somehow watchable 
Oh, it's absolutely well. It's because the performances are amazing. The shoot, the shots are good. The special effects, and there are special effects in this, are excellent. The um, and Subtle. you you give a crap about the characters. Like, it doesn't matter that you know Dufresne and Red are basically caricatures, right? You still kind of give a shit about them because the performances are so good and the, the the situations they're put in, while completely formulaic and predictable, are still interesting. You know, it's not often you get to see into the workings of a prison laundry after all. That's kind of cool. You know, good sets, good – you know, and the story, while basic, is still enjoyable as a story. I like I like to watch Smaltz sometimes. I admit it. I mean sometimes I just go watch Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory to make myself feel better. That's that's a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a type of schmaltz that's maybe not everyone's cup of tea, but it's still for me a schmaltzy film, and I like it. And this, I could see this film being that for somebody that they just want to feel good. They want to feel good at the end of the movie watching experience. They just want to have a nice wrapped hot pocket of a movie that you can heat in the <laughs> microwave, consume. And at the end of it, you're like, I just ate food, and I feel better about myself because it tasted like <laughs> shitty pizza. And it w- it was warm and it is filling. Yeah, it is good. warm and it was it filling. Was warm and it, it was filling. filling. And, 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 and it was and nostalgic and it reminded you of how you wanted how you felt as a kid or how you wanted to feel in a situation where you overcame something and it, it makes you feel good about nostalgia. That's what this movie is. This movie is distilled nostalgia in movie watching format. If you watch this, you will flash back to a childhood memory. Even if you never had a childhood, if you plug this into an AI, that AI is suddenly going to be a seven-year-old kid who is playing Frisbee in a field full of fireflies. That's what this movie is. The stupid little hats they're all wearing. The, the, the AI will love those adorable little, you know, kid on the side of the news selling newspapers hats they're all wearing. And when we're, and when we're all being made into paper clips, they're all going to have these nice little hats to put on them. It's going to be great. That This movie yeah, is now, distilled um, nostalgia. I mean. Now, as to point out, we've been kind of talking, dancing around this. So Frank Darabont wrote and directed this film. Uh, he got the rights Ooh. because Steven Spielberg, I mean, Stephen King had this rule where if you're a first time filmmaker, he'll sell you the rights to any of your stories for a dollar. So this was Darabont's debut. He'd done like some short films. So he had the rights to this, and somehow he also got the rights to The Mist, which he made later on. He made the Green Mile after well, this. Green Mile is another example of that oh, triumph. God, I knew of the that they were in the same cinematic universe. I knew it. I knew yep. Tom Hanks was involved in this somehow. Somehow yeah. Tom Hanks was there. And the Green Mile is another example of 90s triumph of the human spirit movies. Again. No, no. I, I actually refuse to watch the Green Mile because it is so awful. Like, I think that if, I mean, I, the only way I would watch the Green Mile is if I stole it and I knew they were suffering a loss. <laughs> you knew somehow. To allow me to see it. So, the thing about the Green Mile is I've seen most of it, but I, I, I keep missing the beginning for some reason, so I'm probably missing some context. But this is basically Magical Negro, the movie. Yeah. Like yeah. 100%. I mean, Literally, I know, I, know it's I keep... It's a lampshade. It's right there. It's right there. I keep... Magic and I know yeah. I keep dropping that term. Um, and I, I, do, I do not no, mean no, to use it right. in any way other than I think this is a negative trope. This is not a trope that you want to see in a film anymore or ever yeah, for those but of you who don't understand what we're talking it's about it's not a trope it's the plot it's literally well the in, the, Look, in the green mile yes but like i'm talking in, that's the plot i'm speaking of yeah. generalized not specifically yeah. about the green mile first. yeah uh, you know if we're talking about <laughs> the actual magical negro trope it's you know it, it was bad in the 90s specific because the idea is you've got this one african-american character who is sometimes we'll talk in a very specific 
yes ma'am kind of you know, uh, way of talking. And more importantly, they have some kind of philosophy or superpower to help the person who's hurt. You know, the Green Mile and Legend of Bagger Vance are the two most specific. Oh, God, the Legend of Bagger Vance. Yeah. Anyway. Those are the two most uh, cited for this. So Darabont makes the Green Mile after he makes this. He then makes the Miss, which people either love or despise. That's because that's that's a movie that'll punch you in the face and then punch you in the dick. That's the kind yeah, of movie that's, it is. That's the best way to Oh, is that the, the one where they all like kill each other in Suicide Pact and then they get found? Oh, spoilers. <laughs> well, anyway, and thanks, Bruce. That, I guess we're not reviewing that one anytime yeah. soon. And finally, he uh, he decides to create uh, make a TV series based on a comic book, which is The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, this is that guy. Yeah. Now oh, he made the God, first. He would be he, so. If so you yeah, are the first season. If you are listening and you have a time machine, please use it and go back and convince him to go into carpentry or something useful. Make him stop. Yeah, so he made the first season of The Walking Dead. He wrote and directed all the episodes of the first season, and then got fired when he was trying to make the second season. So, oh god. So yeah, he like, but but they became worse somehow. How could they become worse? <laughs> because there's always a smaller, there's always a shittier fish. That's how. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, he, he is responsible for the this movie led to the creation of the Walking Dead TV series. So, uh, if you want to, if you want to kind of look at the weird perspective, but um. Darabont, uh, I think, you know, I, w- I think we all agree, probably, you know, just yeah, he adds a lot of stuff into this that isn't in the book, which, you know, I think more of he's trying to give more character moments and that episodic nature doesn't that feels television like. So, you know, any quibbles, I think, because we agree the yes. acting's great, the shooting, everything is technically great, acting's great. Do you know what? I don't think is all this film. Like, how could you possibly watch this on a big screen and not be like bored to tears? This is a TV. This is a made-for-TV film. There's no. I I didn't even really think about that until just now. Like, people saw this in a theater. This was a night out. Like, this is TBS when they have nothing. Nobody else to saw put the on. theaters. Nobody yeah, that's the thing. The Nobody saw this. Well, the thing is, it made about fifty-eight million at the box office, which is above its budget. But it was still considered a flop. I'm not sure why. It made the money after it, it's. It, oh, a lot of it it made after it was nominated. Because yeah, right. it got re-released right. after the Oscars. It did not make any money on its initial release. They put it back in theaters because they thought they knew there was positive hype on it. It did better, and then it made most of its money off of DVD. At, uh, I watched it videotape rentals, and then later DVD sales, and then yeah, TNT ran the thing forever through about five or t- five ten years. Oh well, this was definitely one of those movies that was like part of the the. I mean, I would refer to it as the blockbuster effect, right? Yes. The kind of movie where it's not so good, it doesn't do so good in the theaters, but maybe it gets a little hype towards the end of its run, and then it just completely. Office Space is in this category. Oh yeah, like the movie Office Space. That movie tanked in the fucking theater. I saw it in the theater. I love yeah. that movie so much. So did I. But I read a review for it in college. That that movie tanked hard, and it it literally sprang a new life because of blockbuster video. Yeah, but which... you know what's funny? I didn't like that movie at first, but now I like it. I don't know why I didn't like it. Like I cannot. I I remember not liking it, but I don't remember why. Oh, I, yeah, I can't imagine anyone not liking that film. Now, uh, to be fair, I feel I feel the opposite way about Idiocracy. <laughs> Which I remember, <laughs> remember really liking, liking. It, but now you don't like it. <laughs> I, I, it's not that I don't like it. I just I think it's I like it a lot less now than I did when I first saw it. 
just because it, some of it hasn't aged well and some of the ideas postulated that really sang to the arrogant young me perhaps do not land as well on the yeah. jaded old me, if that makes sense. Well, it's yeah. also scary how accurate they're getting. Well, yeah, everyone com keeps... Coming out in the, you know, the soft cell of eugenics, not a good look. Yeah, no. that's sort of my point, is like, that, 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 that is not a good... And people are like, oh, it's, it's happening today. I'm like, yeah, people have been saying that for 20 years, and it's just as wrong now as it was then. And yeah. so, you know, there's stuff. Um, anyway, but, we're no, getting way but, off topic here. Well, does that, no, but that's I, I the point that we talked about. This movie became more of a, a, a hit because of they found it on video. They didn't go see. You're Bruce right. They didn't want to go see it in theaters. They rented it. Well, nobody wants to go see home. a prison movie in the theaters. Well, but, I mean, but this is a fine movie to make a box of box macaroni and cheese and eat it. Like if you're in the the mental space where what you're gonna do tonight is you're gonna make an entire box of macaroni and cheese and eat it all your damn self. This is the movie for that. Or if you're going to have like, you know, tonight's uh, it's movie night. Let's go get a movie. Oh, well, I don't feel like watching like a sci-fi movie or, a, or an adventure movie. Yeah, I, I kind of want something lines. a little more impactful. Like, oh, I heard this was good. And you'd pick I it up. I want to play games on my phone while the movie is playing. Well, there was no gaming on phones when this was in rental theaters. There was, there was no gaming on phones you're right. then. Excuse me. What I did at that point is I would game out Starfleet battles scenarios with heck counters and a hex grid while this was playing. Uh, yeah, no one else did that, Bruce, except me. Uh, moving right along. I did Battletech simulations, which was way better. Anyway, I'm, moving. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> My I point mean, is, is on, if somebody put this on during a GURPS campaign, fine. I mean, yeah, well, was... the thing is you can put this movie on and, again, it is a completely – well produced, well acted, well shot, well it's a good looking film, it's a well acted film. I would say even the direction is often good. Like just yeah. the character direction is good. Now the script is uh, weak, but you don't it's it's good enough. The script is good enough to yeah. do what it's meant to do, which is make you feel good about people feeling, you know, it's it's to make you think hope in bad places will be rewarded. Because Jesus, our Savior Dufresne, came down from the bot, the from the, <laughs> the bank banker the bank banker heaven and came up to to all help us yeah. create false identities and identity he, he, fraud. He played Mozart for us over the speakers and played Mozart for and, and Which none of two, us had ever heard of because you know yeah, praise praise Jesus. It wasn't Mozart; it was some Italian shit. Some um, Italian ladies. No, it was so, no, it was Mozart. He was it was just a, a Italian Mozart. Uh, uh, opera. Oh, uh, whatever. It was, uh, yeah, it's opera. I'm just, I was yeah, just it's being marriage flipped. Figaro, right? I didn't know what those. I was, uh, just, I was just being flipped. Italian ladies were singing about. I like to think it was so beautiful. They didn't have words for it. Um, to quote the those movie. Words. Those words were in Italian. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. So no, this movie is. By a, the way, a, a, a epic perfectly big moment. That scene. No. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I will say the only scene I truly enjoy and will go out of my way to stop what I'm doing with the macaroni and cheese and go look at it is the scene where he has the record and they're beating on the door and they yell at him to take it out and he just looks at them, smiles and, and turns, turns it the volume that up. Yeah, is possibly the best look he ever has in the film. It's the most emotional moment. It's the most impactful for me. It's a high point in the film. And honestly, you I mean, might even say it's 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 the high point of the film. It's a chuckly good time of a fuck you. And yeah. that's great, but and that's like, the scene movie... they played at the Oscars when they were uh, introducing it for Best Picture. Like they showed <laughs> that specific scene because they know because the people who made this knew what they were making and knew that 
it would it would resonate with the American people, and it did. It absolutely did. It just took a while. It took yeah. it like like a like a like the sound of a bell echoing through a large empty chamber. Yeah, it had but, to like, take a while for it to get. In it game truly speed. was a word of mouth film. It's amazing that we're talking, but we we spend a lot of time talking around it, though, about the other things and the impacts and other films and things that it makes oh. us think about. Because there's not a whole lot to talk about this film because it is so well done. There's nothing particular I can think of to criticize on the level of frames or casting or any of it, any of that. I mean, it is a perfectly made cream puff full of saccharin filling. It's the like, best it Twinkie is... that was ever produced. Yes. Like, that's it, a good, it, I like that. Uh, we put that on the post. Best Twinkie we've ever it is the it is the archetype. It is the platonic form of the Twinkie. The platonic snack quake of which all other snack cakes are but shadows. Yes. Um, it is so well done and perfectly tuned that, like, I, even though you, you, I mean, you know, hang on, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to be honest and, and, and approach with my method. Did they achieve? I can't imagine this film is not more of a home run than they ever could have conceived of. Like, I think that this is what they were shooting for, I bet. And it is so well perfect realization of this totally banal vision uh, that I cannot imagine them being anything other than it's it's like if it's the it's the feeling you get when you pop out a perfect floating turd. <laughs> That's a little harsh in my opinion. It is a glorious no, I mean, analogy. It's, it's a pretty it's, banal movie. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say here is that so this movie has had a ton of cultural impact. Like this movie is quoted, parodied, referenced all the time in pop culture. I knew everything that, that was going to happen in this film before I ever saw it because it's been parodied or referenced or made fun, of, you know, or, or made uh, motions toward or uh, homaged in so many other films. Well, right? Will, you've eaten a lot of Twinkies and Devil Dogs. Like, yeah. it's the platonic form. <laughs> yeah, all mean... of them suggested it to you. Well, no, but it, it's more like if, if I went out and, and found a zinger, right? like the snack cake of a zinger and on the zinger, it said, just like a Twinkie. Remember Twinkies? This is kind of like that, but we changed yeah. it a little bit and did it this way. And that's exactly what this is, is I have absorbed everything about this film. Well, there were a few things that were kind of surprising. I did not expect a fat man to be beaten to death at the beginning of the film. I'll be <laughs> honest. That did, that did surprise me. I knew something bad was going to happen. I didn't know it was that. But wait, <laughs> When, when I was talking about Pulp Fiction, I think a while back, and I was like, but new people watching this, it's not going to resonate because they'll, they'll have seen it before. And now I understand, like the platonic Twinkie theory is true. It's that so, you know, the, the form of Pulp Fiction has been echoed so many times that when you if you've not seen it, but seen all the all the derivatives, seeing it is a disappointment. And same thing for this, like little bits of this are everywhere. Oh, I don't Miles think this was a disappointment. Little... I think this was just no. this was exactly what I expected in some ways because like, it's not it, okay. It it is good and not good. It is tea and no tea at the same time. It is yeah. clearly <laughs> good in every way, but there is no goodness to be had here. There is nothing that this movie does except age you. I mean, I, I so let me put it this way. If I were to have reviewed this on my blog, I would give this zero faces. It was fine. So uh, for those of you who don't know, who don't read my blog because I haven't posted to it in forever, uh, I used to write a review blog that reviewed lots of stuff, but mostly food because I like food. 
Um, and my scale was always five frowny faces to five smiley faces with a zero in the middle where zero is, yeah, that was fine. It, it wasn't, it <laughs> didn't upset me. It, it was, it was pretty decent for what it was. It wasn't amazing, but it certainly didn't make me mad. Like, and then every face either frowny or smiley past that is a more positive or more negative emotion. Right. Okay. This, this, this is the, 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 the plain tap water of feelings. Here's our first event. The first event for this podcast. We're going to invite <laughs> the viewers. It'll be called the zero buffet and we will only eat <laughs> things that you rate as zero. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a lot of Oreos. Um, It'll be, yeah, we'll bill it yeah, as we'll... the most forgettable experience you'll ever have. <laughs> well, uh... Do you like yeah, extra well, plain you yogurt? One thing, you've only given one thing like negative, like five negative frowny uh, faces. The, the one thing I gave uh, five frowny faces to was my heart attack. <laughs> so, yeah, I give I gave that five frowny faces. Uh, I think my yeah, lowest so... thing for food was four. Uh, I think it was caramel apple Twizzlers were like, oh God, why four. did you even? Because it was Halloween, and I was like, oh yeah, caramel apples. That's Halloween. Is this a relative or an objective scale? Like, what would you go in? What was your what was your highest hope for that experience? Well, I figured like, they might. Well, maybe uh, it'll be zero. Maybe it'll be. Zero. No, I thought it might be a, 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 a up to a two. I like Twizzlers in general. Um, I mean, they're the best plastic you can eat. Um. Oh, yeah. can we can we have your scale? I'd love to start everything now with a. I went into this expecting <laughs> five frowny faces, and I got only four. We win. I don't know if I can do that, but because uh, it's a, it's a very sub <laughs> I mean it's a clearly subjective scale. Uh, it's always based on my emotions, and my emotions do change. Uh, as a, an example, one of the first things I did on this scale was I went and saw the movie Dark Shadows. You know, the one with Johnny Depp in it. Yes. Um, and I originally rated it one smiley face because it got some chuckles out of me in a couple of places. But as I've thought about it over the years, I think it's really more of a frown one frowny face because while it did get a couple of chuckles, ultimately I felt bad leaving the theater. So uh, <laughs> that's the kind of subjectivity. Okay, confession you're looking at here. time. I don't know why. And it, it doesn't come on very much because it's very bad and nobody else wants to watch it. But if I find that film, I watch it. I can't stop. That's because there are why. parts of it that are hilarious when he's sitting yeah. with the hippies and then he eats them. It's the best. That is my favorite scene in the whole movie, actually. But the problem with that, well, we're not, okay, we will talk about that movie another yeah, time. Yeah, we're going to dark shadows later on. That's we're, we're we way the fuck off off topic here. Shawshank Redemption. It's plain yogurt. <laughs> That's what this movie is. This movie, it, and the it's thing is, it is so. I, if you like cinematography, go watch this film because it's beautiful. Do you like good acting? Do you just enjoy the process of seeing an actor in their element? Go watch this. Morgan Freeman is good. I'd even say Tim Robbins does a good job. Yeah, yeah he's good. He's good. Uh, hey, it's every... weird to say you're good at being wooden, but he's deliberately wooden and good at it. Yeah, okay. and so, I mean, go go watch this movie. Do you like prison films for some reason? This is a great prison film. Like, as a movie no, about a prison. You. This, uh, Oz, this ain't. Well, no, it ain't. Uh, well, okay, for the 90s, it was good. But we yeah. didn't have Oz in the nineties. Oz was the nineties. Oz it? came three years later, so Oz was like ninety-seven. Yeah, Oz was after this, so Oz was the response to this Wait, movie. Did, did this open the door for Oz? Uh, never mind. Yes, uh, actually. Yes, did. actually, it did because this movie kicked off a whole bunch of, dare I say it, prison exploration media. 
it did it didn't set off a ton of movies but this movie was the first like i mean yeah. think of, think about before this how many prison movies that weren't like exploitation films were there i mean the great escape but that's really more about war alcatraz. prisoners the birdman alcatraz and the birdman of alcatraz yeah papillon i mean there's not a lot though right now yeah, think about how many film. prison movies yeah, yeah, there yeah, are yeah. after this. That somehow try to be uplifting. Oh god, the Green Mile. <laughs> the Green Mile's like, another you, one. Like if you come also near me with it. that film on a DVD, I will recoil from it, <laughs> though, as though from holy water or sanctified ground. Mr. Dangles. Oh, please stop. Um, but, no, but, uh, like... but but I I, I want to bring this up to you guys. So uh, Morgan Freeman got nominated for Best Actor. He okay. lost to Tom Hanks. Who would you give? <laughs> I would definitely give uh, Morgan Freeman best actor over Tom Hanks. Uh, in I, the movies they're in, in this year. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, unless we recap, like, if I got to see Tom Hanks take a prison beating. <laughs> so. You actually should watch The Green Mile, then. I would actually, I would like to Wait, see. Wait, did they beat him up in that? Like, do you see Tom yeah, Hanks? Yeah, he actually, punched? he actually takes a beat at one point in the movie. Oh yeah, he gets the shit kicked out of him. Um, yeah, I would actually. YouTube? I would YouTube like to see right Tim Robbins and Tom Hanks swap places in these movies. Tom <laughs> well, Hanks. So I getting think that would be amazing. Tom Hanks actually was the offer. <laughs> That's kidding. amazing. That's amazing. I would love to see the Tim Robbins version of Forrest Gump and the Tom Hanks version of the Shawshank Redemption. I think that would be amazing. Well, so yeah, that's actually when he actually had to pass on this because of Forrest Gump. And he got that because <laughs> Chevy Chase dropped out of Forrest Gump. Because Chevy Chase. So this is all Chevy okay, Chase's I really fault. want to see Chevy Chase's Forrest Gump now. I so want to see that one. That is the Forrest Gump of my heart. Oh my goodness. All right, so we've talked about all four um, Best Picture nominees Fletch of 1994, Gump. didn't we? Fletch right? Gump. Except for we haven't covered the last one, which is we've got Pulp Fiction to cut. That's oh, right, we got Pulp Fiction. So we've covered three of the four. So of the three, we've four had the, Forrest four Gump. Five. We've had four of the five. We had Forrest Gump. We had Four Weddings and a Funeral. We had Shawshank, and what was the other one? What was that? Quiz Show. Quiz Show. Okay, so I haven't talked about Quiz Show because I didn't see it. That was during my hiatus. Uh, so, but they're all bad. But Quiz Show is least bad. But quiz, they're all bad. They're quiz all show bad. Is least bad. Like, all of those films should be stricken from human memory. So of the out. of the ones I've seen, I don't know if Shawshank deserves to be stricken from human memory because it is archetypal. Uh, <laughs> but of the ones I have seen, we're excluding Quiz Show because I haven't seen it. Of the ones I've seen, I think this one is the best candidate so far for Best Picture. Not that it should have been, but it was the best candidate of the ones we were given. Yeah. Yes. I would still argue uh, Ed Wood belongs in the nomination. So I'm definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would argue that there were parts of Ed Wood that, that probably were deserving, but I don't know. Um, I don't mean should win, but I'm saying it should. I would I should have been nominated. I would. But, but wait, Will, I want to sell you on this idea. If they if they forget this film as the platonic form of this film, all of the shadows go too. Yeah, if That's you destroy how the allegory of the cave works. Yeah, if you destroy if you destroy amber, all of its shadows disappear as well. Um, <laughs> so Zelazny reference, yay. Um, I mean, we would lose the Green Mile, but we would also yes, lo- we would also please. lose we would also lose the Family Guy parody of the Green Mile. 
Yeah. Which honestly is amazing. Let's point this out. This is the movie that made Morgan Freeman the guy you want to have narrate your movies. Uh, it, I mean, his, uh, this is a movie. This is one of the few movies that had a ton of narration in it where it yeah. worked. Like, yeah. no, it doesn't work. Mark it's terrible. If, it's just that you like hearing exist. Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's it. Still worked. I wanted to hear more of it. I still want to hear Morgan Freeman read me bedtime stories at night. That's that would make me. It would warm the cockles of my heart, shall we say? Um, I think yeah, that-, that as a movie, this movie is in my opinion, fine. It's really well done, but the writing really brings it down and it's very schmaltzy and very meh. I think as a pop cultural experience, you probably ought to go see it just so you get the damn jokes. Like some of the jokes that I have referenced so far are actually funnier now that I've seen the actual movie. Yeah, but no, 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 please. If you've somehow avoided this thing, please. I paid $4 to see this, Bruce. Wait, what? (laughs) I had to rent this for $4. It's not like on Netflix or something? It is not on Netflix. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, I don't have HBO Max because I refuse uh, for on on principle. Um, So I paid $4 to see the high-definition version of this movie. Yeah, well, and that's not wasted money because it um, looks good. Uh, you know what? It was a lot easier for me to push the button yesterday when I remembered that I needed to watch this movie. <laughs> um, thank you, digital yeah, distribution. The text messages that started after he finished. I was actually out of the bar and I got 100 text messages from going on about this film that's because this movie was seven years long so another okay let's start wrapping it up because i've gone on about this movie this 20 years in a funeral yeah this movie was 20 years long and honestly i felt every second of it because there's no speed like and i guess it's an accurate depiction of prison life because you feel like you're trapped in the same routine over and over again as you watch this movie because there's a lot of character establishing moments that would work much better in a miniseries than they would on film. Like things you want to establish. No, Tim do Rob- not wish more of this on us. No, do I don't. I think you could have. What are you There's doing? No, no more. This is a Speaking two and a baleful name, or it will come true. This is a two and a half hour movie, Bruce. You could easily chop it into five a five episode miniseries and lose nothing. You wouldn't. You didn't have to add anything. This could be. This could have been a five episode miniseries. Straight up, every every yeah, thirty you, minutes, roughly, is is uh is a, a an episode. You might be able to squeeze six out because you got to make room for commercials and stuff. So call yeah. six twenty two minute episodes in Which this is movie. Why TNT bought it, by the way? It yeah, was like a film that will eat as much airtime <laughs> as possible. The goal of this film is to destroy hours okay. of your life. Yeah. Anyway, so this could have worked as a TV, a TV, a small run TV, like British style TV miniseries, and it would have been much. Yeah, and you just went all roboty on us. Uh, We're losing you, Tom. Yep. So, my point is, this movie was eight million years long. You could have cut forty-five minutes out of it. Tom, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know what happened. So you, uh, you went all you went all robot-y, and Bruce and I started talking, and I was trying not to talk over you, but I just started doing it. And then I said, "It probably 
should be a miniseries. And then Bruce lost his fucking mind, and it was amazing. Oh, I got that part. God, I was laughing so hard. Stop talking that way. <laughs> the Mandela effect. We will all be in the universe for right, the right, miniseries, right, right. and it's going to be your fault. Let's let's give it – We'll. We'll let we'll let Tom edit it however he wants to. Let's just no no. I'm keeping that part. In. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm dying here. Um, but th- somehow that caused everything to die all of a sudden. That's that's there. All right. So final thoughts on now that I've stopped murdering the universe with my terrible terrible ideas. Uh, final thoughts on this film, Bruce. You want to take it take us in? No. Will, you've given birth to the, 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 the chimera. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Final thoughts? No? All right, I'll, I'll take up the, the mantle here. Um, I think this movie is fine. Uh, you don't need to see it if you've absorbed enough uh, pop culture. If you're a Morgan Freeman fan, it's a good performance by him. Um, if you're a Tim Robbins fan, it's a good performance by him. If you like prison movies where fat guys get the shit kicked out of them, you're probably going to like this movie. Yeah. But do I recommend this film to people? Only if you're some kind of completionist for one of the two things I've already, one of the three things I've already referenced. Or if you really just have to see the origin of pop culture references. But other than that, it's a, it's a schmaltzy film. If you just want to feel good about the triumph of the human spirit, you can't go wrong looking at the source instead of watching a lot of the imitators. So here you go. Yeah. Zero, zero faces. It's really two and a half hours long, Will? <sighs> yes. It's, it's two just and a half. under. It's but, just under. But, but, but I just told you, I start making a box of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did you go? <laughs> yeah, it eats you right. eats your life. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, you know, my final take is, I still like this movie. I agree. It's a little slower, but then again, we're talking comparatively how movies are now. Our attention, you know, our pacing's different. I, I do agree with, well, this could have been made in a miniseries and probably had similar effect. Although they probably would have padded it out even further. Oh, God. Characters, uh... in this, characters in this movie have arcs that are not in the book. And in some cases, arcs that are cut out because, hey, Brooks needs to be a lovable old guy. You don't want to realize he's in prison for murdering his wife and daughter. Because uh, when he commits suicide, you want to feel sorry for him. You know, those things are left out. It's a little problematic, but I, I definitely recommend watch it, and, especially for the cinematography and especially for Morgan Freeman's performance. I would argue that, you know, he, he only got an, he's only gotten one Oscar in his career, and that's for Million Dollar Baby, which is a movie that's not rewatchable. This movie is definitely what you call a rewatchable film. It's been played a lot. So please check it out. I'm counting this one as a good movie. It's not a nerdy movie, but it's definitely a good movie comparable to some of the ones we've reviewed for this year. Um, I mean, compared to The Shadow, this is a fucking masterpiece. But that's not uh, exactly a high bar to leap over. So, folks, uh, for our 1994 series, we've got two movies left. we still got to do Street Fighter with John claude Van Damme and Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. So, uh, and then we'll be done with this this little uh, marathon. so, folks, please stick around. Uh, please keep listening. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans of the Good, Bad, and Nerdy Movie Podcast, and also on Twitter, Good, Bad, Movie, ne- Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Pod. Guys, thanks for doing this again. I mean, it's uh, it's the Shawshank Redemption. Will, I was shocked you. This is your first time seeing it, so I hope you enjoyed most of it. And, uh, Bruce, uh, 
I know your take on this. So, um, anybody out there, anybody listening, anyone with the sound of my voice, if you remember a world without this movie, call me, contact me, please tell me about it. <laughs> 1993 and before. <laughs> uh, the year. Jurassic Park, baby. The year they made contact. The movie, not aliens. <laughs> Sorry. We should we should All watch right. that movie if you haven't talked oh, about oh, that. That's, uh, that's on my list too. Yeah, I'd like to re- revisit contact. Oh, but, man. But folks, thanks again for listening. And please, 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 if you are going to go to prison, don't cry on the first night. And most importantly, um, don't uh, don't try to beg the uh, angry, angry, angry Clancy Brown guard not to beat you. The man Thank- can't push a button unless you disable his hand. That's actually thanks. a quote from a different movie. Yeah, I know. Uh, thanks for listening. See you all next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>